everybody, it's Barry here again. Good to be with you again. Um, today, I'm going to be talking about prayer and the three ways that God answers prayer. And I remember when I was, um, yeah, I was a father and I had three very young children. And every Saturday, Sunday, I would make buns, uh, bread buns for lunch. And I'd first get out the bread maker <laughs> and uh, put in all the ingredients and get it all mixing up. And then about 45 minutes later, the dough would be ready for me to take out of the bread maker and to um, cut into the number of buns required, which I think I made 12. And so I'd do that and then I'd get the the dough and I'd sort of stretch it out and then whip it around and tie a knot. And then I'd lay them on a, on a tray for them to rise and then say about an hour later when they'd risen up late, uh, nicely, I'd put them into the oven and bang, we'd have really nice um, hot fresh buns for our lunch and it would be great. And uh, that stretching and folding of the dough, you know, like you pull it out and you stretch it and so on, it actually has a, it has a very good purpose in that it actually um, strengthens the bread and all the gluten in the in the bread and the networks there are really helped to develop. And I've actually, if you come over to the website and have a look, you'll be able to see somebody that is actually stretching and pulling and sewing the dough. And I think sometimes my prayer life is a case where God is stretching and folding me. It is developing me into someone with uh, deeper glutinous faith networks that give me strength and texture. But I, I keep praying, but so often my prayers go unanswered because I feel they don't get answered in the way I want. <laughs> you know, I want this to happen at this time. And it doesn't. You know, you've got to think, oh, is God listening? And so you keep praying, but nothing seems to change. And it's so frustrating. You know, you seriously wonder if God is there. Does God care? And does prayer actually make a difference? And surely if, if God loved me, <laughs> which I believe he does, or God loves me, then God would change the situation to be better for me, wouldn't it? You know, surely. Well, I've concluded that God does answer prayer, but maybe the answer is not always what we expect. Maybe God's hands are tied as such because of the free will God has given humanity to choose whether to follow God or not. And there is a stubbornness in all of us that flexes its muscles against God. And one of the pictures I think is very helpful about to talk about our relationship with God is that of a loving parent. And Jesus, fully human, fully divine, directed us to speak to God as to a loving parent. And he said this, Whenever you pray, don't be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they've received the reward. They've been seen by others. <laughs> But whenever you pray, go into your room, shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret, 
and your father who sees in secret will reward you. When you are praying, do not heap up empty phrases as Gentiles do, for they think that they'll be heard because of their many words. Have you heard prayers like that? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Jesus is saying, don't be like that. Do not be like them then. For your father, notice the word father, knows what you need before you even ask him. Isn't that amazing? He says, pray this way. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not bring us into this time of trial, into the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. For, and he completes this, for if you forgive others trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Now, Six times Jesus describes the one to whom we pray as a father. And we must be careful not to transfer our negative experiences of fathers onto the perfect loving father contained within God. Instead, I would suggest you need to look to the story of the loving father or the father and the prodigal son as a model of generosity, grace and long-term parenthood <laughs> as to what God as a father is like. Uh, in Luke, we find Jesus describing the parental way of giving to a child's requests. Jesus says, um, is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? Or if a child asks for an egg, will give a scorpion? You see, God does not give us something opposite and harmful to our childlike requests. So I have found that there are generally three ways God answers prayer. The first one is yes. <laughs> and I've got some bullet points here. And if you go to the show notes, you'll be able to get a link to actually read this uh, on the website. Uh, so the bullet point is, yet God gives you exactly what you want, how you want it, and when you want it. And I have found that to be very, very rare to happen. <laughs> Especially in my life, that's what I consider. Maybe you, you'll found that, that God just, does what you say. I don't think so. But <laughs> the next yes thing is God gives you what you want, but it might differ from what you expected. Now, this is more common, and it teaches us to wait expectantly, expectantly <laughs> and with the desire to see God's creativity work. So um, God gives you what you want, but it might come in a different form or a different shape, but there's the desire within you is met, but it may be met in ways that you didn't think God would actually do. And then the third one of the yes is that God says yes to the person, to where the person is, person, the person praying, sorry, I'll read that again. God says yes to where the person praying is the one that knows they need to change. Right, And so the penitent in Psalm 51 cries, create in me a clean heart. Look, God will always say yes to that prayer. If it's a prayer to change me, change me, I say it again, if it's a prayer to change me, God's going to honour that. God's going to change you. 
And there's a wonderful song that goes, Change my heart, O God, make it ever true. Change my heart, O God, may I be like you. Change my heart, O God, make it ever true. Change my heart, O God, may I be like you. You are the potter, I am the clay. Mould me and make thee, this is what I pray. Change my heart, O God, make it ever true. Change my heart, O God, may I be like you. Now God is going to answer that prayer. <laughs> it's a prayer of faith. Okay, the second way that God answers prayer is no. <laughs> we don't like to hear no, do we? But God says no, and God knows it is not good for you. Look, seriously, do you really know what's best for you? Does a child truly know what is best for their own development? How many times does a child come and say, oh, I want lollies, I want sweets, I want chocolate, when the loving parent says, that's probably not the best diet for you. <laughs> no, a little bit, but no, no, you need to eat your vegetables and you need to eat good, healthy stuff. In the same way, God knows best for us. And so sometimes God says no to us. God says no um, also when it's not God's long-term plans for you. You see, God has a purpose for your life that will require you to hear the words no and for you to grow a need to trust. You know, Paul had a prayer request uh, that he prayed constantly to God for a relief of what he called a thorn in the flesh. And I've written a blog post about that if you want to read it on the blog. And God said no to taking that, that problem away. And that's the case. Sometimes God says no because actually this is a thing that we need to actually work on and um, struggle through. Another area is that God says no when it will require God to cross another person's free will. Oh my goodness. Um, we really want the other person to change, don't we? Not me. I really want that person to change and to see them do the work and to you know, get on top of their stuff. And so we want God to do that. <laughs> Recently, I had a little two-year-old complain to me about his brother. And he wanted me to change his brother. Because his brother had done something naughty to him, you see. He wanted me to change his brother. And I suppose I said, well, I could talk to your brother. But ultimately, his two-year-old brother needed to decide to change himself. Because <laughs> the little boy had free will, didn't he? And it's the same thing. I can pray, pray and pray that God would change this person or do something in this other person. But it still comes down to that other person being actually uh, listening and wanting to change themselves. That's a big one. Three, the free will of another person. That's one thing that God's not going to cross. And the third way that God answers is not yet. <laughs> God has a larger story going on that we know very, very little of. We, we know ultimately the end of it is good. But our place is to grow in patience and look with a hopeful childlike expectation to see how the story unfolds. So how does a good parent treat their child? I believe that God is in the act of making us into little Christs. And C.S. Lewis puts it this way, every Christian is to become a little Christ. 
The whole purpose of becoming a Christian is simply nothing else. Isn't that amazing? God wants you to become a little Christ. <laughs> so a good parent disciples their child. And when I'm saying that, I'm saying disciples. I'm not saying disciplines. It's the same sort of word, but often we load onto the term discipline, harshness, and um, can be quite brutal. No, God is wanting to make us disciples. And the writer of Hebrews writes about God as one who is focused on our long-term Christ-likeness. And he says this, Have you forgotten how good parents treat children? and that God regards you as his children. My dear child, don't shrug off God's discipline. Don't be crushed by it either. It is the child he loves that he disciplines. The child he embraces, he also connects and corrects. God is educating you. That's why you must never drop out. He's treating you as dear children. This trouble you're in isn't punishment. It's training, the normal experience of children. Only irresponsible parents leave children to fend for themselves. Would you prefer an irresponsible God? <laughs> it's a good question. We respect our own parents for training and not spoiling us. So why not embrace God's training as so we can truly live? While we were children, our parents did what seemed best to them. But God is doing what is best for us, training us to live God's holy best. At the time, discipline isn't much fun. <laughs> it always feels like it's going against the grain. Later, of course, it pays off big time. For it's the well-trained who find themselves mature in their relationship with God. And so prayer is that well-training place that <laughs> God is training us to be mature. Um, there's some beautiful prayers I want to share with you. Um... This is the, this prayer that I'm going to read to you now is one that God will always answer with a resounding yes. And it's the prayer of uh, St. Francis, and it's a prayer that I read every day when I was a teenager for quite a while. And it's this, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light, where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not seek, so much so seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Now we want God to answer our prayer our way. But a larger story is going on, so we wait to see how God answers prayer. Perhaps prayer is a stretching and strengthening act of, of a loving God upon ourselves. Here's some quotes. Here's a, a Franciscan blessing. Just a challenge. May God bless you with discomfort and easy answers, half-truths and superficial relationships so that you may live deep within your heart. May God bless you with anger at injustice, oppression and exploitation of people so that you may work for justice, freedom and peace. May God bless you with tears to shed for those who suffer from pain, rejection, starvation and war so that you may reach out your hand to comfort them and to turn their pain into joy. 
And may God bless you with enough foolishness to believe that you can make a difference in this world so that you can do what others claim cannot be done. And we don't know who that is, but it's it's titled um, A Franciscan Blessing. <laughs> Here's some other quotes. One can no more pray too much than one can love too much. Victor Hugo. We are unfinished creatures, longing, reaching, stretching towards fulfilment. We express these desires for complete completion in prayer. Eugene Peterson. Prayer is openness to God and faith. It is allowing the life of God to flow into and through us. This is the faith that we receive as a gift when we turn and openness and trust to God. David Benner. Prayer tills the soil of the soul and unearths the clods stories that lie beneath the surface. Dan Allender. There will certainly be, must be some who pray constantly for those who never pray at all. Victor Hugo. And with regard to the modes of all prayer, all are good, provided that they are sincere. Victor Hugo. Some questions. Number one, what is your experience of how God, what has been your experience of how God answers prayer? Two, how does it feel that God wants to make you into a little Christ? <laughs> and number three, what's it like to keep praying for something, but the answer feels like it is either no or not yet? How do you find prayer, by the way? <laughs> Just, do you find it frustrating? Do you find it like, an adventure? Let me know. I'd love to hear. Leave a comment in the comments below or email me, barry at turningthepage.co.nz. Just love to hear from my readers. And just another big thank you to those people who regularly support the, the blog, the podcast, etc., etc., etc. It all helps. Especially, I just like to hear from you. So send me an email and um, let's talk about prayer. Okay. Thanks. Bye.